This is Radio Free Galaxy. It's time to go. This is the Space Age, and we are here to go. Welcome to Radio Free Galaxy. I'm Travis Lee. I'm Teen Komar. And this is your good buddy, Adam. And this is episode 52. Trisha will be along later to talk about some music. But before that, we're going to be talking about some Star Wars. So Trisha definitely isn't cool enough to talk about Star Wars. So she's going to bail on us for that. She'll probably call us more nerds. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Happy or to be in there. She's either that or she's too cool for it. You know, that's yeah. about rolls. We're not too cool. No, we are not. And uh, you know what? We're gonna also be reviewing the relatively new film release, uh, "Nobody," starring Bob Odenkirk. Uh, another assault. Yeah, uh, another uh, white man revenge dad movie. I don't know. Apparently, that's the only kind of movies that we we review lately. Apparently, but it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be talking about that movie later. And uh, also, uh, me and Trisha are going to be reviewing the new album from the band Lockjaw. So, talking about some industrial rock coolness later. So, start off, we're talking about the Bad Batch. We're talking about Bad Batch episodes 2 and 3, because we got to catch up. Uh, they released like that first one on May the 4th and then they released like fucking episode two right away. Like that Friday, Mm -hmm. a couple days later. So we didn't get to reviewing that one last week. Uh, you two were slackers. Well, dude, I just did. I wanted to, I wanted to just like start off with just the first episode. I could have watched it. It's only fucking half an hour long. I could have fit it in my schedule somewhere. That wasn't a fucking problem, Adam. The problem was I wanted to separate the first episode from the rest because I wanted to talk about, like, you know, the introduction of the fucking series. You know, what do we think of this series overall? And I didn't want to get fucking bogged down fucking talking about episode two. You know what I'm saying? Let it be fresh well, in your sight. Whatever. Well, it's time to be bogged down talking about two and three. Yeah. And so um, we got episode two. What is the title of episode two? Episode... Cut and Run. Yeah, it's Cut and Run. Right? Yeah. Or is it running? No, it's a uh, cut and run. Cut and run, and uh, so the in the beginning of the episode, the uh, Clone Force ninety nine, our buddies, the Bad Batch, they are fleeing the events of the previous episode, and they are 
I'm going to find an old contact that um, Hunter and Tech and Wrecker mm-hmm. are aware of, but Echo doesn't know. So clearly it happened before he joined the crew that they had this contact. Actually, the funny part about that is, is Echo does probably know. Yeah, uh, you would think that, right? But he probably just didn't know who they were talking about. Right. You know? So, um, Cut, the character Cut, and, and Sue, uh, they were in the Clone Wars for one episode. Um, yep. uh, Rex was yeah. uh, injured and laid up there. Uh, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right. Yep. And he was really pissed off when he found out this dude Cut was... He was a deserter. He had deserted the... Um, clone army and he was in like the first battle of geonosis i believe yep he was a veteran yep and like most of his squad was like killed or lost and i think he just decided to fuck off (laughs) yeah defect yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, and fuck off I, i don't know if he had um met uh sue before that what what's her full name um i don't know (laughs) <laughs> I actually didn't look into that. I'm terrible. Yeah, they refer to her as Sue, but I know that she has a more to her name. Anyway, that's yeah. impo- whatever. Um, but yeah, so he ends up and deserting the clone army, and they run into Rex and some of the other troopers during the events of the Clone Wars series, and Rex is all like fucking not cool with it, him being a deserter at first, doesn't understand. Um, and then he has to recover, uh, while he's at their place, he's, he's hurt or something and he has to recover at their place and he gets to understand why he deserted. And so I think at the end of the episode, he just agrees to let him go his own way and he's not going to fucking report him or anything like that. Right. So that's yeah. that's the last we saw of Cut and Sue in the Clone Wars. And somewhere along the way, I guess Clone Force 99 and uh, Cut had some kind of interaction, you know. Yeah, that'd be an interesting yeah, thing really to go with, back yeah. on. They never, they never went into it. Yeah, we know we know why he knows Rex, but I mean, that doesn't really explain how he knows Clone Force 99. They really didn't explain yeah. that. Um, there might be something on Wikipedia about it. I don't I'm know. I'm sure there is. But, uh, and look that hard into it. So anyway, yeah, we find we're going, my first question though, when we meet, uh, Cut and Sue is, um, if you're really a former clone trying to hide, shouldn't you be doing like the full beard, right? Like what's with like the, like big mutton chops and shit. Like I'm trying to hide my face cause it looks like all these other troopers. Wouldn't I go for the full beard? A full beard would be nice, but maybe he just wanted to, you know, trim it up a little bit, and that's just the best he could do. Maybe it doesn't grow in on those sides. Maybe it just looks really weak, so he's like, oh, fuck it, say, I'll just, like, shave m- it like that. Maybe they've been genetically altered to not grow facial hair, like, past, like, a whole well, like that out. He's, he's got, got some hard it is fat-ass mutton beard? chops. No, he's got some fat-ass mutton yeah, chops. Yeah, he though. does. He can clearly grow... That's a choice. That is not. That is not some kind of genetic shit. That is a fucking well, choice. They, I don't. Maybe. And doesn't... and clones can grow beards. When we see fucking uh, Rex later on yeah. and shit, so he has a full ass beard. So 
I mean, it's going bald. You could have taken it off the top and glued it on. I'm just saying, know. if you're trying to hide, if you're trying to hide, uh, your there's face, better ways to do it, dude. Yeah, there's, there's better, better ways. ways. And and he almost gets caught later on in the episode when the fucking he's going past the fucking trooper trying to get on that transport, and he's like, uh, don't you look like, uh, you know? I mean, dude should be growing some bangs as well. I mean, just cover it all up, dude. Just cover it up. At least go for like a fake beard when you're going into town or something. Yeah, dude. like just fill in those extra spots. Just patch it up. <laughs> yeah. whatever you got patch it right i so, mean what what the, the there is like a whole side story here that we can so when star wars is good lately especially animated star wars i think it's good because it maybe explains something about the past that we didn't know before without being intrusive on the story that they're currently telling and telling us a new story and well, this... and it makes it makes the universe a little bit more. I don't want to say comfortable or smaller, but something similar, akin to that. Like I don't know, it, like it fleshes it out a little bit, but it also makes it like I don't know. Well, it it, it shows us some familiar things, right? So like uh, chain codes, right? So like mm-hmm. we we don't know a lot about chain codes. You know, it was just kind of introduced into canon recently right mm-hmm. in in the fucking films right adam christine like i'm probably, pretty sure they were it, the most recent they, yeah. didn't they weren't they talking about in the sequel trilogy the fucking chain codes and whatever but they really didn't explain what a chain code was i'm Sounds sure they right. went into it in the comics or the novels like a little more i haven't kept current with them or whatever so i got the idea of what a chain code is but like we never found out how they were introduced and like kind of what exactly is it you know what I mean? So, like, it's it's basically just like a Galaxy ID card, right? Your genetic like ID your, card. Yeah, it's just your... It's probably like a social security number, your genetic code, and... <coughs> All in one, right? passport, your fucking yeah. travel papers. Yeah. Yep. Also with, like, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, Star Warsian fucking RFID chip in it so that you can be tracked and monitored at all times, At all right? times. Yeah, so we we learn in this episode about the implementation of that, and we're seeing exactly it it it, it gives you kind of shades of like you know Germany the to- with the Nazis, yeah, the, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, the totalitarianism. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except you know this applies to like everybody in the galaxy. You know, like nobody is, you know, everybody has to get a chain code or you can't travel. And the Empire is changing shit quick. Like almost every day there's some new thing that's being put in place or we're going to like, you know, and they're taking all their vehicles too. So they can't leave off planet unless uh, they have to get the chain codes and because their credits are useless now. Right. Of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you have to exchange them for, you know, Imperial credits. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, so so we've so we've got that storyline going on, and then there's the other storyline going on with um, Omega. Omega, right? And so we're supposed to get like more attached to that character in this episode, and and she's like finding her place with the the crew, the group. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, okay, go ahead. So last time we were talking about this, you'd asked me something, and I couldn't say anything, yeah, because. You know, you guys hadn't watched episode two. Yeah. Before they break out, or while they're in the process of breaking out or whatever, the clones are talking, you know, the Bad Batch are talking about Omega. Right. And I don't know if it's Echo. Yeah, it's probably Echo. It's Echo or um, Tech, who basically just says, like, you know, 
Kaminoans don't make clones without a purpose. Right. So she's clearly got a purpose. Yeah. I mean, why else would they make a clone that is an, ex an accelerated growth and female? Right. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's something definitely, like, I'm hoping turns out to be, like, really cool. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, really fucking tragic. Yeah, I, what, what could it possibly be? Could it be um, reproduction, you know? So, like, they had to make a female, you know, for, like, reproduction of to clones. genetic yeah. matter or whatever. You know what of... I mean? Or is it a force-sensitive thing? Is it is it a force is she force sensitive or we've gotten maybe a couple of hints of that? Not you, really though. I mean, it's still kind of. I mean, I I kept on thinking there was going to be something to at least prove that, but so far I haven't. No, there's seen there's that. No, there's been no direct evidence of right. it. I've just had a couple little feelings that like certain times they're like gonna go like, even when she was like facing down that. Uh, beast i think that that's in the third episode and you think that like oh is she gonna communicate with the animal or whatever and i mean she doesn't directly but she kind of does you know what i mean like in the way somebody that is just developing their force powers would just instinctively do it without knowing well right well also the thing kinda is kind of like ezra with those space whales exactly uh, yeah exactly and the thing is omega has basically been with uh Oh, it's Malasu. Malasu, yeah. Malasu this entire time on, you know... Uh, Is that the character's name, Malasu? Ma I think it's Malasu. Yeah. But she's been... Well, it wasn't um, Anwi, because Anwi was... Uh, yeah. Uh, Boba's wet nurse, essentially. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, like, she never was off-planet. She was never allowed to, like, figure things out on her own. Like, the first time she touches surface on, was that, uh... Salakami, or...? So, so my uh yeah wow i really missed that one up oh sorry terrible terrible um but like Stupid she name. was like so excited for dirt because that was her first chance to actually touch something that was organic because i mean the canoans like are really really clean everything is very sterile and being able to like understand like this is what it's like to be a child especially when um she's well, playing freaking water, water planet <laughs> yeah, yeah and yeah. it's totally crazy to see like you know uh, her like playing for the first time and it's like okay i can see where they're going but she's still like figuring out what her purpose is in all this but also she still has the innocence of a child yeah so i mean i'm hoping it goes well i you know like i i did not i i did not know what to think of this character at first you know what i mean in the first episode mm -hmm. i really was like it's kind of wait and think wait and see kind yeah. of thing like I'm like, is this gonna character gonna be really annoying? I mean, where where is it gonna go with this? You know, but like, right off the bat, they try to like hit you, you know, in like episode two with like trying to get the feelings for this character is like really bad, you know, and like it worked for me. It like yeah. it totally worked for me. I don't find her annoying or like little sister syndrome. You yeah. like really do kind of get. Go ahead, Evan. She does have the little sister syndrome, but it's not like the. It's not completely annoying. You no, know? Mm -hmm. like she's, she knows that she's a clone. She, mm. you know, she knows she's one of them. She does, yeah. and she wants to be one of them because she has nowhere else. Right, and you see that like all over the place where she imitates, um, fucking what's his face all the time because he's the leader and like he is the big brother. Yeah. Like, I mean, all the other clones look up to him. Why shouldn't she? 
Right. Know, I mean, and but she also seems to be knowledgeable, like on something. <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. Yeah, I got it. Forgot to turn off my notifications. <laughs> Sorry, this is appropriate. It's totally appropriate, is. dude. For those of you who don't know, that's Galaxy Heroes, which is a phone game. <laughs> the Star Wars universe. Yeah. yeah um, I don't that's, know. That's... One other role I thought that maybe she could be is some type of healer, right? Like. Yes, I was yeah. actually thinking more of that for yeah. her than yeah. anything over like force sensitive. But yeah, like a really good healer of sorts. Right. Like well, that's like, I mean, that's maybe her like, role in the fucking crew. Yes. Well, like Hunter, he's he's been genetically programmed to have a predisposition and be good at at tracking. Right. So they basically took some bloodhound DNA and spliced it in with Boba right. or Django right. or whatever. So, like, I mean, she might have a predisposition towards science or medicine or, mm-hmm. but she seems naturally curious, like. I think that's kind of like her stick almost, and I will—I'll be really shocked if it's not. You know. Yeah, I don't—I don't know if they would go for something like that. You know, like I—I I think there would be a bigger explanation for it. Like, uh, I don't know. See, see, if if they were going that route, it would make me think more towards the force sensitivity side. You know what I mean? Where I think the Jedi would detect that and squash that so hard. <laughs> force sensitive clones yeah that's huge man yeah that's insane <laughs> although Malasu's not making a very big deal about it you know yeah so I, I don't oh. think it's force sensitivity um, but it's always that possibility because you know they're going to bring that in at some point mm-hmm. so yeah so anyway um, the there's a capers about so the fucking cut and sue want to get off this planet whatever and they've got to get some fucking fake chain codes. And so they've got to run a caper, uh, fucking Tech and Echo, got to run a caper to go. A heist. A heist. And a heist it's a, a fucking really poorly planned heist, yes. too. They don't even let fucking uh, Hunter. Hunter, Hunter or fucking Wrecker know about their plan. They're just like, yeah, we just got the fucking ship impounded. Yeah, we'll we'll see you there. It's like, <laughs> just... motherfuckers, you didn't even see if there was anyone else on the ship. Like, you know, yeah. Omega's yeah. just hanging out on the front. Like, you you guys are, like, supposed to be, like, these great badass hunters, and you tell me you didn't hear a kid, you know, just kind of moving just a little bit in the front seat. But that's part of their learning curve, though, for being around a child. They're clone yeah. soldiers. Oh, yeah. Right, like, I tech mean, is... sure they've come across younglings and all, but, like, they're analytical and tactical about it. Yeah, Tech and Echo, when they came up with the plan, were probably so sure of the probability of success of the plan, or at least it being like their best plan. So they wouldn't even consult fucking Wrecker or Hunter. They would take too much time. Yeah, you know what? We're not going to explain it to them. It's best if we just do this and we'll work it out later, right? Yeah, and apparently everyone has the number for the Empire to come and like do a tow in the middle of the woods because it's like, oh, look how dirty this ship is. Like, that's why they abandoned it. I'm like, really? Is that? How the start- we just have abandoned ships because I didn't feel like cleaning. Yeah. Like okay. Uh. So yeah, we we the heist goes off and then fucking Hunter tries to fucking pawn Omega off on. Yeah, what's up with that? Like, it's like, hey, you have kids here. Here's another one. They, you like them? They, he doesn't even no, ask. That makes sense though. It it makes sense from his perspective. It's her. It's it's what he believes to be in her best interest. 
Yeah, you know? but he doesn't even ask Cut and nah. Sue if they'll take her. He was just like, you know what? She better go with you guys. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, and I mean, they're cool with it, but like, what if they weren't? They're like, dude, we got these other two fucking Twi'leks fucking running around, fucking throwing balls all over the goddamn place, <laughs> past fences that they shouldn't throw them. Like, we can't have another one. What the hell? No, we, we can't have one that doesn't know any better because our two knew not to go out past the fence, but yours went over the fence and almost got kicked killed by our fucking yeah how many uh, kids whatever. did uh cut and sue go through before these two learned that uh stay behind probably, the fence? they probably <laughs> didn't have any issues with it because like i mean she's a twi'lek she probably has better knowledge of those things she grew up normal versus you know cut who's like fuck if i know man i came out this big you know <laughs> i spent about a week being her size <laughs> and plus and plus fucking Cut is already a fucking wanted person for being a deserter from, you know, like, so, like, why would he take on, like, another fucking mouth to feed that's also wanted by the fucking Empire, like, currently right now? Like, (laughs) there's some shit going down and it's like, uh uh-oh. Dude, he can barely get on this fucking yeah. transport without fucking a chain code. Now he's got to take this fucking renegade ass. Dude, get out of here, man. I mean, like, I care and stuff, but, like, I got to take care of me and my own here, dude. Like, you dudes. But that is his own. That's his fa- That's technically family. Technically, yes. Okay. You got, you got oh. me on that. Yeah. The clone sister. Well played. Yeah, yeah, the clones are programmed to be loyal to each other as well. I mean. Well, well then why did he desert? Apparently he's not that loyal to his brothers. Well, then you look at the Bad Batch. They are specifically, like, go against protocol and all that. Yeah, but that was only when, you know, finally the Order 66. No, they did it before. No, they did it before. Yeah. That's why they always, I mean, they're not standard. I think they were probably A, experiments, and deviant. Yeah. So, anyway, finishing up episode two... Um, the heist goes off pretty much, you know, Omega, you know, gets herself into some trouble and they try to pawn her off on Cut and Sue and then she just decides to bail on it because, you know, she wants to be with, you know, our, our guys, her brothers. So she, uh, ends up going back to them and then we have a kind of nice touching scene at the end, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Excuse I mean, me. Yeah, like going going into episode three, she is proving to be, um, you know, able to hold not exactly hold her own, but kind of keep up. Yeah, oh, she's learning quickly, so definitely yeah. a plus. She's learning quickly, and you know, like they feel a responsibility to her, dude. How could they not, man? So, yeah, and um, also the way that she says inhibitor chips. The way that she said inhibitor chips in inhibitor this episode. Chips. She, inhibitor, in, chips. inhibitor chips. Inhibitor chips. Yeah, she said. Oh, you mean your inhibitor chips? Inhibitor chips. I can't even do it. I can't even do it, Justin. I, I think the issue is that she's actually Australian. She's not New Zealand like um, yeah. clones are. Yeah. yeah I, but I love how she says it, though. It's, yeah, I love how she says it. Yeah. She's got, you know what? I'm, yeah, I'm liking this character so far a lot. And at the end of the episode, we get. Um, a nice shot of Wrecker doing curls. Is that at the end of this episode yes, where he's doing is. curls with the gonk droid? Yes, it's. I was actually yeah. hoping you'd mention this. I love this part. That poor gonk <laughs> is just getting just manhandled so much. <laughs> just 
Bro, those, <laughs> droids do, those, those droids are just those droids are just to power regulation. That's yeah. it. Like, what else are they gonna do? Yeah. They're a box with no arms. Yeah. <laughs> we're watching this episode, me and Christine. We're rewatching it, and she's like, "Oh, she, she no, she's like, she's like, you know, I like the Bad Batch, but I they need a droid. They don't have a droid. Like all of the other shows have a droid. And I'm like, dude, they absolutely have a droid, have a droid dude. They've got a gonk droid, dude." And do you guys know what the name is of their gonk droid? No. no actually, I don't. They, they actually What's have it? a nickname for their gonk droid. I don't think Tell they've said it yet. It they might have said it back in the Clone Wars episodes. I don't remember. I need to know what it is. I don't is. remember seeing their, their droid in the, the Clone Wars episodes. I think, he, I think Wrecker was doing I think Wrecker was doing curls with him back in the Clone Wars episodes, too. I think that's why this is a callback to those episodes. Well, spit it out, man. What what is it? It's gonky. Gonky. gonky! <laughs> oh my god, I love that. That's the official yes! nickname of yes! uh, the gonk droid. Gonky. Is gonky. Oh my god, that sounds like a show. Everybody loves gonky. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that being a kid show, but nothing I would watch. <laughs> Just gonky comes over. He spilled the casserole again. Gonk. Hey, gonky, where's that? Where's that blue milk we sent you for? Gonk. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that just so much because it's a little kicky. And, and, sub- and the subtitles is a po- is a whole paragraph of the one gonk. <laughs> dude, I want a stuffed plush of gonky right now. Yes, dude. I need a gonky in my life. <laughs> I want that Funko Pop right now. Oh my god, what if you could get um? There probably weight- already is one. I don't even no, fucking dude, know dude, about dude, it. What if you had mini gonky arm lift weights and the little feet would kick in each of your hands <laughs> every time you would like do a, a shake rep- weight? Yeah, like a shake yes, weight? Yes, every time you do a rep, it would go gonk. Gonk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my please God. make that Star Wars. Gonky, I I need some gonky. And, but when I found out, yeah, on Wikipedia, uh, Wikipedia, it, that it said his name so is officially happy. gonky. Yes, yeah, so. gonky. 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 Love it. Yes. So that's episode two. Uh, you know what? We'll take a break and we'll come back and briefly talk about episode three because i don't think i i really don't feel like there's as much to talk about episode three you guys can totally disagree with me but fucking we'll talk about it right after this this episode of radio free galaxy is brought to you by mr t's knuckle shoes they're the only brass knuckle shoes on the market for when pitying a fool ain't quite enough mr t's knuckle shoes Get some. We're back on the show thanks to our sponsors for giving us money. We like money. Okay. We get money for this? I love I mean, money. We get a little money, not from what we just heard there, but from something that we do. We get a little money. I think we're up to like $3.47. Oh, snap. That's yeah. nice. Pretty soon, we're going to be able to buy, like, a couple candy bars or something. I like Split it. them. Yes. <laughs> Whatchamacallit is in my future. So we're talking about episode three of The Bad Batch, and the name of the episode is Replacements. And basically, the plot line is the Bad Batch. They have some... What, what's troubling their, their ship? Um, uh, it was, like, a conductor or something died on it or something blah 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 whatever they had to emergency land out of hyperdrive yeah they're having technical difficulties they've got to land they end up landing on this fucking janky ass moon (laughs) 
And uh, it was a they, capacitor. That's what it was. Ah, uh, that's what it is. Yeah. And so they've got to fix the fucking ship. And um, there's some jerk ass fucking weird alien dog that lives on the moon that is steal that eats energy a moon dragon that's yeah whatever uh is stealing their shit and uh running away with it and uh so yeah so we got to go get our part back and really it's just a device to keep the team grounded while kind of we tell this other storyline mm-hmm. right so the we're going back to Crosshair because we didn't get any information really on Crosshair in the last episode. Yeah. So we're going back to that storyline to find out what he's up to in Tarkin and uh, this Admiral Rampart that we're meeting. Um, I don't I don't think we've ever been introduced to Admiral Rampart before. This no, is no, like, I don't yeah, think so. I, I believe this is his introduction into canon, and. Basically, what we find out is that he's in charge of not only the chain code program, but also the creation of the Death Troopers. Is yeah, that what we're getting here? Yeah, that's what it looks like. I didn't do that much research research on it, but they do have a Death Trooper look. They're not. They're non-clone um, stormtroopers. Oh, it's true. The stormtrooper program. But I mean, isn't this what we're implying that these are the first Death Troopers? I mean, like no. they—they're wearing like no, the the dirty armor w- with the green fucking shit in the face. You really don't think so? I don't think so. You're thinking Krennic. Yeah, but I'm think I'm thinking this is where they start, where the unit was started, they're or at least the, the origins. They're called the Elite Squad Troopers. Okay. Yeah, the, well, at this time, at, at this, this time, time they're they're, they're called, called that, right? Troopers. Yeah, but I mean, dude, they look at that Wikipedia entry right there. They look just like death. Yeah, they are special forces. No, at, I mean, I think that's actually a death trooper. I don't actually right think they're special forces. I think they're just the first of the non-clone troopers. That's a test program. Nothing the, special about them. They're just humans. The the Wikipedia en- entry says elite squad troopers were special forces troopers who served the early Galactic Empire prior to the termination of cloning production on Camino. So... What else? I don't uh, think they're, they're Death Troopers, though. Not specifically, maybe, at this point. You know what I mean? But it's like the start of specialized kind of troopers like that. Yeah. At least. You know what I mean? Where we're looking maybe at... Maybe the overall trooper program, but not right. them specifically. Right, because that's what we're messing with here. Like, how can we integrate clones... And, you know, uh, conscripts into the same fighting force, you know, and, and make it a more efficient fighting force. Because we're right. they, they've already decided, look, we're not doing full-scale cloning anymore. It's just cost prohibitive. Okay? We're, we're not doing that shit. So, but we still do have a lot of clone veterans here. It's, you know, not smart of us to just ditch them all. Especially since we've spent so much time fucking programming them for this moment. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, let's get the most that we can get out of them. And the best way to do that is to maybe alter them and make, in some way, like like these altered clones. And then to make them commanders of a, like, of, of an enlisted unit. Or we know they're not right. en- um, enlisted. But. Wasn't there a part that Vice Admiral Rampart was talking about? There's nothing better than someone enlisting of their own free will to basically be, like, molded right. by them. So... 
there's a whole like newer aspect of how right. they're training them over the, on the Kiminoans. That also goes to like the whole propaganda of the empire too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it, it's a big propaganda machine, and they're they're selling one story well, to the populace. You know, so mm-hmm. that blonde hair guy was all about this whole program because you yeah. know he's got pay fucking roof over his head and yeah yeah so but i mean so yeah and then there uh we still get like the tragedy of like crosshair and you can see like crosshair like not comfortable with these guys you know like he's totally in charge he gets challenged by that other dude and uh in the squad or whatever and that totally goes fucking well, i'll go south for that dude it goes south for that dude real quick. It didn't that was end fucking well. awesome <laughs> that was great i was satisfied with that kill yeah that was pretty cool and you know fucking tarkin and rampart loyal, weren't loyal soldiers follow <laughs> orders like yeah dude yep. he's all about them orders yeah it is his fucking chip is definitely working over time well, they keep on enhancing it, so like he's like the extreme of the extreme of the extreme now. Yeah, but I I think there is still something in him. Like when they show him like sitting when he gets back, and uh, he when he gets back to Camino, and he goes in there in the, in the bunk, and he's like sitting at his bunk. He puts his fucking huge gun down, and he's like sitting there. He's having like a moment of like contemplation and like. I, I don't know whether it's like sitting there like feeling like this isn't right because he looks at the fucking he looks at the hash marks on the fucking that wall that record put there that record put there and like he should be marking this off as another fucking completed mission but he's not because it's it's not his it's crew. not the same it's, and you can tell he feels a little awkward and uncomfortable exactly. with all the new group touching his brother's stuff you know like right. I mean and he has to just kind of come to terms with that but it's like. Right. You know, it's him or them yeah. at this point. And if he shows, like, any kind of, like, you know, weakness, you know, he's out. So whether or not right. he's got to play this game. Yeah. To, like, you know, get away out of there. Adam, do you ever think they fucking bring fucking Crosshair back? Or is it going to be, like, some kind of, like, fucking tragic mm-hmm. shit? Or is he just going to stay with the fucking Empire? Like, he has to I'm come back, he... right? No, I hope he doesn't. I hope he yeah. becomes that, that tragic end of the story of a plot line. Because, I mean, not that it, like, it wouldn't be nice to see a character come back into a fold, but, like, eh. Yeah. It just, it, I don't see it. Maybe he's too far I mean, gone. But then unless again. He, t- unless, unless Hunter takes out his fucking knife and sticks it inside of that dude's head and pries out that ship, I don't see it. Or he'd, like, do the whole uh, 80s thing, just put a bandage over it and it's all better. <laughs> Or or this could go to the fact that you know like um, <laughs> Omega might be some kind of healer like we were talking about before. Maybe she ends up like laying hands on him and fucking you know like curing him. I'll be disappointed him. if that happens. To be honest, maybe not like laying on hands, but maybe like she sciences the fuck out of it. Like maybe you said maybe she's like science but really that goes into being like tech so like i really don't think that's like well how much yeah but really... like i don't think tech really does the whole like medic thing you know right so yeah i i don't know maybe they do have specific clone troopers who are medics yeah. that might make a good storyline too you know like if if omega was the one to bring fucking crosshair back you know and then yeah that kind of binds them together and then they you know, they band all, together and go off together. into the yeah. galaxy far, far away. Exactly. So, any other comments on this episode? Honestly, I, I really don't. 
There, there's not a whole lot to this, this episode. This felt like a bridge episode. Like, it was just enough to get you to the next part of, like, you know, episode four. I mean, it was fine, but there wasn't enough stuff that stuck out where I was like, yeah, like, this was, like, the best part of this thing. It's just like, okay, there's a lot of death actually going on. And Yeah, I didn't well, feel like I, it was too yeah. much of a bottle episode, though. I, I really don't feel like it was because it had enough, like, storyline in it. You know, maybe, like, it was with the Clone Force 99, you know, where they mm-hmm. just kind of run around after that, like, monster, whatever, you know, like. But even that's showing, like, how um, Omega is resourceful and stuff, you know, and, like, can handle her own when she, like, crawls through that fucking tunnel after the dog and fucking goes to get the thing back. Like, none of those other dudes could have done that. You know what I mean? She did it. No, and, like, instead of shooting that, you know, dragon, the Ordo Moon dragon, she just kind of, like, you know, she freaked out for a second, opened her eyes, and it's like, oh, okay, you just want this flashlight. You don't actually want to fight and, you know, get yourself hurt or whatever. You just, you just want this, so... Here's a trade. Well, yeah, I'm saying she's proven to be resourceful yeah. and she can think on her That's feet ballsy, and improvise dude. and fucking, mm-hmm. you know, like... Cool-headed. Yeah, yeah. so maybe, maybe her thing's adaptability. I don't yeah. know. Something like that, so... Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Adam, on episode three? I fucking love that they were rolling around with the fucking flamethrower torch and those rebel scum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have anything Made to say? Happy. Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah badass yep and then and then the um so was and then and then wrecker ends up making that little fucking room for yeah that was sweet yeah that was sweet yeah out of the tail gun area yeah that's yeah. awesome so was he faking that headache that he was having earlier in the episode is that what we're getting no. from that i wasn't understanding no. what that was going for because no, he actually he hit, hit his, his head, head hard like super hard when they were doing that crash landing like, on top oh Oh! <laughs> I don't know. I thought he was being serious. I thought maybe he was having. I thought he was faking it so that like he could stay back from the I, mission. That would make more sense because he wanted to set up that room for her head trauma wrecker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. That was sweet. Wrecker. I love yeah. Wrecker. Dude, he's the best. I, I thought maybe that that character could like get it annoying real quick too, but fucking he provides some much needed comic relief yeah, to the does. show otherwise it could get pretty dark at times dreary man yeah so yeah because echo's kind of a downer <laughs> echo's a downer Echo's always a downer but it's kind of understandable for him but it's like dude cheer the fuck up man you're not dealing with that anymore i, I think tech is super like, funny actually dude i love tech. i wish i'd give echo a new attachment for his like his right hand because yeah it's cool that he can like interface with stuff like a, a r2 unit yeah. Like he's not got the well, little though. fucking computer like thing. No, I mean, but because he, he's not a droid, but all the same, like right. that th- they could have given him like something. Yeah, yeah they could have given him something modular. Yeah, he, I mean, he needs some more attachments. He needs like some I mean, inspector make, gadget shit. Right? They can make hands. I mean, we've seen Luke and you know pretty much everyone. Anakin. Go, go, oh, that, echo, that, arm. That, yeah. <laughs> that, that technology has existed for, like, 4,000 years. Yeah, like, it, mm-hmm. and just go get them one. I'm sure, like, if they salvage a body or two, they might find some yeah. cybernetics. To ever since them. ever since people started lopping off limbs with laser swords, they've been finding a way to replace them. You know them. what, man? For, for <laughs> Dude, a thousand that is a good market, man. For a thousand generations, the Jedi have protected the Republic and been lopping off fucking limbs. <laughs> Moitchandising, moitchandising. off limbs. Got your hand taken off by a Jedi? Come on down. We'll even be dazzling for you. 
Lapping off limbs for over 4,000 years. <laughs> At least. Man, that's a steady market uh, if you can get into it. <laughs> you need a finger? I'll make you a finger. Lop. Hey, Obi-Wan, look. You've got the high ground. Quick, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> Go for something expensive. Lend me a hand, please. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two. Three if you got them. Yeah, so episode three, Bad Batch. Uh, we'll see what's coming next week. We'll get into, we'll just do episode four next week. And we're going to take another break. And after this, it's going to be me and Trisha talking about the new album from industrial band Lockjaw. We'll be right back. And later on, we'll be talking about the movie Nobody right after this. <laughs> This episode of Radio Free Galaxy is brought to you by Eddie Vedder's Cheddarwurst. Eddie Vedder's Cheddarwurst are the only brand of cheese-filled sausage that will keep you even flowing all day long. Find them in your local supermarket today. Eddie Vedder's Cheddarwurst. Mmm. Mmm. Welcome back to the show, and Trish is joining us now to talk some music. Trisha, what's up, dude? Hey man, how's it going? <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you had a show. Speaking of music, you had a show last week. How did it go? I did. It was really good. It was in Ohio, in Canton, Ohio, at the Buzzbin. Uh, we opened up for Joe Buck Yourself, and we had a really amazing time. Um, Canton is and just they love us there, and we love it there. And it's like you know we drive eight and a half hours, and we play a show. And yeah. then we stay in a hotel, and then we drive eight and a half hours and come home. So it's kind of like, it's a lot of driving. Um, but, but you're huge in fucking Canton, man. I mean, I'm not going to say huge, but we're very well, <laughs> we're very well liked in Canton, Ohio. And we're treated very well there. So yeah, Shout out so. to fucking Canton, Ohio. I have been there once. I went, I went there to go to the Football Hall of Fame and oh, right on. stayed overnight and, uh, it's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, they got a really nice like uh, artistic uh, district or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but the Buzzbin's great. Like they're they're, I'd say like a medium sized venue, and then they have like this really cool like um, consignment store that's attached, where everybody that like rolls through like sells their merch, and they sell like shirts and records yeah. and tapes and CDs and all kinds of stuff, and it's just like. And then the owners are um, Julia and uh, Chris, and they're just fantastic. And are they the ones guy. booking the shows, or? Uh, no. For this one, uh, our tour promoter guy Rick Burick, yeah, who we tried to get on the show, it didn't work out. But um, out of South Carolina, he's originally from Ohio, okay. so he knows Julia at the Buzzbin and got us there. And like we played there, we did a one-off in October. And then we did this one, and it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was, um, we sold a lot of merch. Yeah. We've been holding on to our first record for so long because we got it during the pandemic, and we, we got to sell a lot of copies of that. So it was, it was, it was a good time, and it was like, I mean, I guess successful. Yeah. (laughs) Good turnout. Fucking sold some merch. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yep. Sold a lot of shirts and stuff. Yep. It was good. It was good. I love playing shows. I miss it. And we're also going to be doing a live stream because uh, we have our 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 new record come our new record comes out May thirtieth. 
Yeah. And we'll be doing a live stream from the ring. Um, there's going to be a bunch of stuff going up about that. So, um, fuck sure yeah. We post it on, on this podcast and on our pages and stuff. So, excellent. Anyways, that's not why we're here. No. We're here to talk about another band, a uh, fucking band you introduced me to and turned me on to, uh, from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, Lockjaw. Yeah, Lockjaw. And my friend, uh, um, good friends with Medavon Diraj. Yeah. Uh, this is this is primarily his project. There's been uh, a numerous incarnations of the band and whatever, and but he's, you know, the primary... Um, He's it's it's his project and songwriter and um, does almost all the instrumentation mm-hmm. recorded and, and that sort of thing and and they've been around for a really long time. So yeah, they got like what fucking thirteen albums out or something like that. Yeah, I want to say <laughs> late nineties, early two thousands, maybe. Yeah. Um, is is kind of like thirteen releases on Bandcamp at least. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there may be. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that's all of them, but yeah. yeah. But anyways, uh, and uh, a new record was released actually just uh, April second, mm-hmm. which is what brings us here today. Um, and you know, and the thing is, is like, there's a lot of people that like were able to write records during the pandemic, where mm-hmm. they're just like, well, what the fuck, you know? You like something, you know? It's kind of like I say before, it's like, either you can like take some inspiration for this, or like you might as well just like. You know, just go right. crawl. Like, whatever. Actually, that's kind of like, well, I kind of like want to do that right now. But um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm not familiar with having anxiety and I'm actually having a really rough day today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this might be a little, this one might be a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. That's what this is all about. That's what this is all about, though, right? That's what this is about. Getting together with your friends, fucking talking about some fucking music or movies or whatever the fuck that we want to talk about and getting our fucking minds off fucking the bullshit, right? Fucking the anxiety, the fucking mind-numbing loneliness, the fucking hate of the world. <laughs> Are you lonely? The mind-numbing loneliness? Well, I mean, I guess maybe other people. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, for example. <laughs> like, how can you be lonely? Um, lonely yeah. in a crowd, just, Trisha. Yeah, I know. So, anyways, uh, he, like, he spent a lot of time. He, he is also, uh, his other project is Murder, Love, God. He's also released, like, a ton of stuff on that. I want to say mm. that is more synth-heavy. Right. Um... Yeah, it's a little different, a little, I think, dirgier, slower kind of yeah. style, and um, that is, you know, and he has, like, random guests on that, too, but that mm-hmm. is, that's all him. I don't think he has a lot of contribution on that one, so. But okay. anyways, on this one, uh, I'm actually really excited about this one. Yeah. Um, Because I feel like he kind of, like, like uh, moved into a different direction, almost. Uh-huh. Uh, he's got... Normally he was, you know, everything is like, you know, the hell rock thing and you still get like that kind of vibe and the heavy guitars or whatever, but there's kind of this like 80s new wave vibe yeah. that I'm really fucking digging. Yeah. You know, or like... Um, you can that, definitely hear that on like uh, the title track, Reverend. It's it's totally there. I totally get yeah. that feel from it. I get yeah. I get that a lot actually on Mockingbird and that's actually yeah. my, um, that's yeah. my favorite song 
that's my favorite track off of this this album it's just i don't know it's just i just feel like like i could drive to it like i always think of things that like you know like oh i could like there's like i could just like i could work out to this i could like uh-huh. you know there's like i could listen to this kind of yeah. in in all situations and it does feel like i don't know it's just it's just a little you know the the guitar effects that he uses i think he's kind of opened up a little bit um on stuff like that um the synth is the synth style is a little different it actually feels a little more upbeat than what i'm used to with him usually it's so dark and so heavy yeah um and this is kind of like there's a little bit of light in it and i kind of like that i like you know it can't be what what do they say in the curl like can't, <laughs> can't rain all the time can't rain all the time right you got a little bit of you know you gotta let the sunshine in like we could we could quote all kinds of stupid shit right they make you so, fart big time yeah, yeah. but also uh, let let's like uh let's talk about that cover Dude. Just what I needed? Yeah, that is a... Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's like one of my favorite Cars songs, too. I fucking love that song. And uh, right it's a totally cool take on the song. I was like, when, when you're sitting there reading the track list, you know, and you're like, you, you, you know, before you even like listening to something, I'm sitting there reading the track list for the first time, and you see just what I need, and the, you know, your first thought goes to... You know, they're like, oh, okay, is it a cover? And then you're, like, waiting for it, you know? Like, I like to, like, you know, just, like, not read the notes, you know, to see if maybe they're going to do it or whatever. And just wonder about, you know, listen to, like, the first four songs and wonder where they're going to go with that, you know? Right, right. Just what I needed. And I was pleasantly surprised where they went with it. It was very cool. Yeah, so, you know, the other things, like, so we're friends, you know, and we actually, you know, share tracks and, like, whatever, and I did hear quite a few of these things, actually, before the album was released, you know, mm-hmm. it was kind of, like, special and privy to some stuff, and I was actually, <laughs> like, I didn't get to hear all of it, but I was, I was privy Humble to some brag. of this stuff. <laughs> I was privy to some of this stuff, and I was uh-huh. like, oh, I was like, when I heard that, when I heard that cover, I was like, oh, oh, I was like, this is so, this is so fucking good right now, and then, um... I think he released that like as the first single or whatever mm-hmm. before the album was released. But also, uh, Scotty Dam does the lead guitars on that. Scotty Dam is also a musician on Milwaukee, and he also happens to be in my band, my my new band, Atrocity <laughs> Addiction. He plays guitars in that band, so it's a you know small fucking world. But dude, his leads kick ass on this, and I know yeah. he did. He did backing vocals on it, and I believe he helped with some of the production and mm-hmm. and and that sort of thing. So you know, shout out to him. He's also uh, in Sinister Fate, and he's got another project called, uh, which is which you would probably really like, called Creepy Little Things. Yeah, it's it's kind of along the same vein of of this sort of thing. And I'm trying to get him on here. Right. Like I can get people that I've never met on this podcast, but I can't get somebody I see every week. <laughs> <laughs> That's just crazy. Yeah, we'll work that out. We're we'll out. work that out. Um, yeah, but anyway, dude, I like, look, I haven't, um, I know you're friends with this dude, and I know of Lockjaw, but I just never really sat down to listen to them till we decided to review this uh, record. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of, you know, like, 80s and 90s industrial and, like, 
and Marilyn Manson and shit like that, you know, like that's how me and you like met and bonded, like kind of bonding over that. <laughs> bonding. Thing. On, the, yeah. on the bus. Yeah. On the, bus, on the yeah. school bus to high school, you know, like <laughs> uh, fucking kind of nerding out about fucking industrial and Marilyn Manson and all the shit we were into in high school. And uh, this gives me the same feeling, like exactly like when I uh, finished listening to this uh, several times, I like put on thrill cult <laughs> and then yeah, like right. you know like i just i wanted to listen you know like something in the same vein and i'm not saying like it's like the biting same, off any of that at all but it's just it puts me right in that head it put me right in that headspace like i would have jammed this in fucking high school like i'm digging it now but like i totally would have jammed this fucking record in high school this shit is it's awesome dude yeah yeah i'm a big I, fan you, of the you, last song too charged by death oh okay yeah. That's a heavier one, right? Yeah, and it's it's got some fucking. I it, it's clearly. I mean, it says you know on their Bandcamp page, recorded in the darkest winter of modern day history, December twenty twenty to February twenty twenty one, and like that one feels very George Floyd, you know, to me. You know, like I didn't read the uh. lyrics yet, but fucking. Um, oh, we'll have to yeah, find and I. Out. I just like the groove of it too, man. It's fucking really, really cool song. So I'd say that's my favorite on the record. Oh, right on. I thought, um, yeah, I mean, I like per- my personal favorite is like Mockingbird, and it's just weird because it is actually, I mean, it is his style, but it's also, it feels a little uncharacteristic. Like, I feel like he should make a video and there should be like marinettes, like, <laughs> you know? Marionettes, like, yeah. Just, just make it like all like uh like weird jagged puppetry it's just i don't know it just has this like it's got a really like laid back cool vibe yeah that usually i'm just used to um lockjaw being like very just like i said dark and in your face so like to to pull it to pull it away from that is kind of like it also kind of like you know knowing knowing metavon too it's like you know maybe his his, you know, what his psyche was like during this period of time. Like, yeah. are we having good days? Are we having yeah. bad days? Are we trying to, right. you know? But it's just, I, I feel like it was a, a very inspirational time for him. It's, it's, um, yeah, I, I totally feel that. It's very personal record. You know what I mean? And like, um, I can totally, I can totally feel like just what we've all been going through a little bit here and there on the whole record and uh, that's why i'm wondering about the just what i needed inclusion you know what i mean that's like stuck in there and i don't think it's like without purpose i feel like that's kind of a little personal thing that happened or you know what i mean with somebody or something that he felt like he had i don't i don't feel like it was just put on there because he really digs that song i don't know i i feel like that's a really personal addition to the record you know I mean, I do know he's a really big fan of the cars, and I, yeah. I just, I just kind of like, I think my thing is like, I think he just like, uh, I think it might have been something that this is just an impression. It's not, I don't know this. Um, yeah. That maybe it's something that he just really wanted to do for a long time, and like, yeah. you know, he finally was just like, yeah. he decided uh, to pull the trigger because, like, you know, I, I know, like, because he works also, like, doing sound and teaching music and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So he was kind of just like in the weeds. Yeah. Uh, last year, because he wasn't, you know. So like, what's he gonna do? 
Um, and I actually, I want to, maybe it's, it's actually his dog karma that he loves that dog so much. Maybe <laughs> that's what it was. I would really shout out to karma. She's the cutest little fucking dog ever. Um, also I, I do want to mention real quick is that, uh, I think this was originally going to be released as like a full length. And then, uh, I believe now it's going to be released. There's going to be a companion EP, um, released this summer mm. and it's going to be called uh somewhere in a dream so it's it's kind of you know kind of a continuation of okay so like an expansion on this another it's going to be right. a separate it's going to be a separate release though right okay right so it, that's due out that's due out this summer yeah. um or whatever but yeah i just i mean i i just like everything about like my two favorites is is the just what you, just what I needed and, yeah. and and Mockingbird and and you know I it's not to take away from anything else on there. Also, they do have a video for Reverent out on YouTube, which mm-hmm. we both um, I watched a couple times prior to this. It was released two days ago. You can find it on the you can just I think Google Lockjaw Reverent, Lockjaw Reverent. And it'll come up. Yep. It was the and, first and result. You'll, you'll find it, and uh, you'll you'll see Scotty Damned is in that video, and I believe um, the guy that's playing drums in that video is Andy Martin from Conniption. I don't know if he's going to be affiliated with Lockjaw or if he was just mm. filling in for this video. I guess you know we're all gonna find out. Yeah. You know, at some at some point, if they're gonna be doing another incarnation of Lockjaw and playing shows again and whatever because you know that's the thing they always kind of like rotate members and it's it's all and they put on a great show like we should you know we'll definitely have to go Mm -hmm. see them because they they are they're very solid tight band live yeah and um heavy as fuck (laughs) <laughs> like yeah. you would love you will you will love it so no i i like what i've heard so far dude i've i fucking i'm i'm on board dude i want to go back and check out some of their past stuff uh later on because i'm, I'm fucking digging i dig their vibe i dig what he's doing here so uh where can yeah, people think... find all their stuff um i believe well i know there's like the youtube channel i know they're on Bandcamp and reverb yeah. nation um i believe you can find them all on all the streaming platforms. I know they, I have them on my Spotify, so I know they're on Spotify. So I'm sure they're there. I would assume Amazon. I know he uses like a service to put it out on all the all the platforms. I don't know if this one is on all the platforms yet, but mm-hmm. um, if it's not, it should be soon. But in the meantime, I know you can find it on YouTube, and you can find it on Reverb Nation and Bandcamp. Yep. Um, uh, and I don't know if there's physical merch available. I think they do most of their releases just like uh, digitally. If there is, if there is any physical merch, we'll link to it in the social media shares for the podcast and make sure everyone can find some. I know there isn't anything out, or I don't see anything out for the this new album, Reverent, yet, uh, except for buying it digitally on Bandcamp. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, and and I do know. Um, uh, actually, uh, you know, before we leave, I do want to make a correction to something that we said about Peach Vomit last week. What we say? Uh, something about the drummer. Uh, there is no animosity between the old drummer oh. and them, and uh, they actually technically have two drummers now. Okay. Um, the other one just wasn't available <laughs> as much as they needed it to be. I just want to put that out there. Like, okay. You know. Megan mentioned it, so I'm just throwing it. 
All right. Throwing it out there. Let's we were making junk that there was no junk. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think we really did that, but yeah. So. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully we didn't make any junk today. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully not, because fucking I dig Lockjaw, and I'm gonna fucking check more of their stuff out, and I hope you guys do the same. So, uh, yeah. So that's Lockjaw, and uh, that's about it, Trisha. All right. <laughs> That's the music go, update I with Trisha. Go, I, can, I can go crawl up in a fucking corner now and like let my skeleton jump out. Keep my skeleton from jumping out, whatever. Absolutely. Anyways. Absolutely. Well, right. thanks for coming out of your cocoon for long enough to come <laughs> talk about Lockjaw. I appreciate it, dude. We'll be back right after this. This episode of Radio Free Galaxy is brought to you by the natural deodorant that Trisha recommended when she was drunk. Hey, you can even put it under your boobs. Uh, okay. Yes, that's right. It's the deodorant that Trisha recommended when she was drunk. Not only does it make you smell like a pine cone, but it also costs you $18. You can put it under your butt, too. All right, welcome back to the show, and thanks to Trisha for bringing us the new album from Lockjaw. Check them out for sure. And we're back with Christine, Adam, and myself, and we are here to talk about the new movie uh, starring Bob Odenkirk and others. Uh, Just released like a couple weeks ago, I believe. And we had to... By, the name of the movie is Nobody. I'll get to that. We had to we um, rented it off Google Play, but it's still in theaters. And uh, I think that's yeah, that's the only other way you can get it. You can pay to rent it and uh, stream it right now. I had to pay twenty dollars or whatever. And all three of us got together to watch it because we're all vaccinated motherfuckers and we can do that kind of shit. Bonus movie. So. But I'm still not ready to go to theaters yet. Nope. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I love I love my movie theaters, man. But you know, I just know how movie theaters are taken care of, and mm-hmm. you know how old the popcorn is in your seat. You know, <laughs> when you reach down in there because you lost your keys, you're like, wow, man. Once you those know? lights come on, you see it all. You pull out some like fucking Ninja Turtle trading cards from like 1990 oh, out of the goddamn seat. Yeah, so. Anyway, um, yeah, nobody. We rented it. We got together. We watched it. Uh, the IMDb synopsis simply is that a bystander who intervenes to help a woman being harassed by a group of men becomes a, the target of a vengeful drug lord. So we'll give our non-spoiler impressions on the movie to start with recommend don't recommend christine you want to start us off what'd you think of bob odenkirk and nobody i thought it was fine i didn't think it was like super great or really bad i thought it was a fine like background movie i've seen these john wick dad movies so much and it's kind of like a beat for beef formula with just a couple different variations i thought overall it was fine just not that exciting what do you think, Adam? I think you called it while we were watching it. It's John Wick in reverse. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and I don't know. I enjoyed it. I like gratuitous um, action movies. Um, 
I mean, the dialogue wasn't horrible. It wasn't no. cheesy. It was definitely no. a little formulaic. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan. It's got the RZA. Yeah. It's got fucking. It's got the the, the Doc. Marty, we gotta go back. Oh yeah, Chris, um, yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, he's he's yeah. awesome in this. Yeah. <laughs> he's. I didn't even really realize he was still alive, but I. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that I want the guy dead or anything. It's just I hadn't heard from the guy in a while, you know? Yeah, he's good in oh, this. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He was great. He he's was, funny. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's... Where the fuck is the kitty bracelet? I mean, yeah, it sums up the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's in the trailer. It's good. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's fun. I I like the movie and everything. I, I recommend it. I You know what? I'll say this. I, I, I don't recommend... I recommend you stream it. I recommend, yeah. yeah, I recommend you stream it and you wait to stream it for cheaper than twenty dollars to yeah. rent it. Yeah, okay? if you're gonna do it for twenty bucks, you gotta definitely like. I mean, we essentially watched a movie on a Sunday matinee for that. Yes, yeah. you know. Yeah, that, that's right. it was twenty bucks. That was the three of us Sunday matinee. Mm-hmm. I mean, brought our own snacks, so it was cheaper than buying snacks at the movies. But mm-hmm. uh, and they wouldn't let us bring probably fried chicken. From home, yeah. To, oh, you know, August. So. yeah. Yeah, I mean, because when I show up for watching a movie at Travis's house, I gotta bring some fried chicken. Yeah, it smelled some. delicious, by the way. There was still some left. He probably didn't get any because Travis ate it for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I eat fried chicken for breakfast. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Travis. Twenty twenty. Yeah. You know, Travis got two thighs. Probably my favorite piece. I didn't. I usually save those for last. And uh, and, and the dad piece. Yeah. Yeah. Thighs are my favorite too. I always eat one up front and save the other one for later. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to bust my nut on both thighs right away. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can't yeah, do it, man. Exactly. I don't. I don't want to go in for a reheated chicken and have to do a fucking two breasts or something. I'm like, oh, that's you no. Know what I mean? the, yeah, because they just they ain't the same. Yeah. No, it yeah. ain't. And, so anyway, uh, yeah. Nobody. Uh, we yeah. we recommend it. We recommend you don't. Go spend not just not just because of like you know co- ongoing COVID about the movie theater, but I I just recommend you don't spend that much money on this movie. Yeah, value yeah. wise, it's you know go see a matinee if you're gonna go to the theater. You want to risk your health and all that. Redbox it when it comes out on Redbox. You know what I yeah. mean? Uh, stream it for like maybe three ninety nine or something or four ninety nine something like that. Don't pay twenty bucks for it. You know unless you're you're really really into this. You know, but. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Just have fun with it. Don't fucking think too hard about it. Yeah, it's a lot like John Wick. <laughs> it's it's a whole lot like John Wick, and it's a whole lot like uh, a whole lot of other movies. Uh, we'll get into spoilers uh, right after this, but uh, yeah, watch the movie. It, it, there was nothing totally offensive about it. Yeah, you're you're like calling out all the John Wick fucking you know like similarities, but at the same time, you know, like they do enough to like differentiate themselves to make it you know like its own movie. So. We recommend it, and we're going to get into spoilers now. Uh, favorite parts of this movie, Christine? Um, one of my favorite parts is when he's torturing all three of those, like, assailants that broke in his house, and he looks on the ground, like, oh, the kitty cat bracelet. Like, he didn't, like, <laughs> when he got mad in the first part of the movie because the kitty cat bracelet was allegedly supposed to be in this bowl where he gave money to the original thieves that broke into his house, it's like, he didn't even try to look anywhere else because, you know, it was a little girl's bracelet. The chances of her forgetting where it was... Yeah. But, like, at this point, like, he has just basically decimated 
this guy's like henchmen and they're all on like the couch almost dead or one still alive and it's like oh there's a kitty cat bracelet That's so right. like the kitty cat bracelet in this movie is the MacGuffin yes where as like in in John Wick it, you know it, it was the dog that got killed right so like in this one it's the kitty cat bracelet mm-hmm. and that's just like a symbol for him you know it's this it's symbolism you know it's yeah. not really about the kitty cat bracelet you know what I mean? That was the straw that broke the camel's back. It, exactly. That's that's the one. So, like, let's talk about, like, what he is exactly. You know, like, so he was an auditor. Yes. Right? So for government agencies, he was a cleaner for them, is is what I'm getting, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. he, he would come in whenever something messy happened with the FBI, CIA, NSA, whatever, you know, government Last line of defense. And, like, he was the one to come clean up everything and, like, deal... Or, or if something disastrous happened, to fix it. You know what I mean? Basically, mm-hmm. Harvey Keitel in fucking Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah. He's the wolf, right? Yep. <laughs> no. Actually, he's more like the... This job is not... Um, this isn't the job that you give to most guys. Like, you got the hard ass, you know, you got your SEAL Team 6, all that. You don't even give this job to those guys. You know, you give... This guy, the auditor, that job. He's not so much as like I, I don't think cleaner was like the right thing when we were watching. It. I said that's, I kind of said like that's kind of what he is. That's yeah. not. He's like, oh, like, more of a he, fixer, more of a fixer than a, a cleaner, right? He's more like a permanent problem solver. Yeah, he cleans up all the loose ends. Like yeah. if there's anything yeah. left, like um, there's another part like in the beginning where he's trying to get information and uh. There's like this veteran that sees like his tattoo underneath like uh his uh sleeve, yeah. And he's like, "Oh, thank you for your service." And he beelines for it and starts like locking all his like foes inside this bar because uh, apparently like that dude knew what that meant. And it's like, "Oh shit, this guy is going to take everyone out and it's going to be gruesome." Right. It's it's some kind of tattoo of like you know some special forces thing or like yeah, whatever. And he he knew it because he was a veteran or whatever. So. Yeah. Um, oh, but that's weird, though, that a normal soldier would just know what that is because you think it'd yeah. be more of a hush hush basis, but whatever. But I just thought that was just kind of funny because you could hear all the whirlings and gears and like the door parts closing. So, like, nope. So, I, I, got, I got a question, right? Like, I got a lot of questions about this whole thing. But, like, first of all, like, does his wife know or not? No, she doesn't. No. Okay. But, like, he keeps referring back to, like, what they used to be and how exciting their life used to be. And how it's not anymore. I mean, like... Because he was still in the game when he met her. Right. So, like, but, like, then she would know that something's changed then. You know what I mean? So, like, she has to know something, you know? And, I mean, like, when he walks in the house, when, like, he's all beat up for the first time, she's, like... She's kind of nonplussed about it. She's like, oh, that happened. And she again. probably knows, and that's probably like part of like why the spark is gone. Because he's right. no longer coming in riding on that adrenaline high. Yeah, but then later on in the movie, it seems like she doesn't know the whole story, at least. You know, because like... Like, I'm sure she understands that he's like a fucking, some type of G-man, you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't ask, don't tell. Right. She just yeah. doesn't know the whole... She doesn't know, like, maybe the whole story or whatever. Yeah, she just doesn't know that, like, he's that motherfucker. Yeah, because she doesn't even seem to know that there's, like, a safe room in the basement. No, that was a complete surprise to her. I'm like, you didn't see that, like, right. bunch of people working on that at some point? Because you know he has that, like, entire house, like, remodified to yeah. his specifications. 
Like, you can't tell me you just didn't acknowledge those guys coming in to do all that. Yeah. Okay, so another question. We're introduced to Christopher Lloyd as his dad. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. And apparently his dad was also a fucking auditor or... For the FBI. I mean, he had a... Um, yeah, because, like, in his closet, like, uh, Hutch grabs his dad's old FBI badge and, like, some right. money and stuff. But, like, I mean, you get to see that ID for just a few seconds, but it's, like... I, they must all be, like, some kind of special forces passed on or whatever, but it's like, why is he just hanging out in that old people's home when he could be probably in, like, his own little villa somewhere by some creek? Well, I mean, that's a question for all of these guys, though, is that that's just the kind of deep cover they have to go into to get out of the life or whatever. But it seems like none of them actually want to get out of the life. No, not really. And, okay, let's get into another question here. What do you think... Riz's fucking character. What is his relationship to fucking Bob Odenkirk? Oh, he's his um, brother. Yeah, he's legitimately is his adopted brother. Yeah, there's a photo that they show of like Christopher Lloyd with him and the yeah. other child together. Maybe he adopted him at some point, but then he's also like super undercover because he keeps talking to his radio. Okay, so, his, uh, so is this auditor thing like a family thing, or like was his brother also an auditor? I mean, like, what are we talking they about? They don't explain what, what the RZA actually does. <laughs> yeah. But something in yeah. the past forced him to go into hiding. Yeah. yeah. Super so... hiding. Yeah. Are, are they trying to create, like, leaving out those things, are they trying to create a franchise here? I mean, like... I, I don't think it. so. No, this felt like a one-and-done movie. I didn't see this going on to another one, because what else could they possibly tell? Then you got to explain more of that to me. You know, like, if you're not intending for this to be a franchise or something like that, you have to explain some of that shit to me, like, because... I mean, maybe they left it open-ended so that in case there's good fucking, like... Yeah. ...response, like, uh, for sales or something to be able yeah. to do so, but... Or maybe, like, transition it into a fucking Netflix series or something, you know, like... Something that probably like would have been better to have a AP series instead of just one movie. Because I think if that was a like you know thirty minute episodes, this might have like hit me better. But yeah. it's like okay, this is just John Wick light. Whenever right. I don't have John Wick available to play. Right. And I mean, we basically got like the same exact villains. You know, the Russian fucking mafia oh oh we need to talk about that nightclub he has where he just walks oh in God. dude this guy has got made like he just flows in like a fucking ballerina gets his drugs gets his code starts dancing on stage and everyone like he gets in there with the song is just starting and then he starts doing his little like rumba dance starts you know and then he just goes on to do his business and i'm like dude that was like all in one fall swoop like how many times have you done that yeah yeah he was pretty smooth, and he, and, he, and he looked like he was such a badass, but, I mean, he just gets owned so hard by fucking Bob Odenkirk, man. Yeah, like, it. oh, my God, it's kind of like Wile E. Coyote and uh, the Roadrunner, like, where he's just constantly getting thwarted and needs more Acme stuff to help him out. So the idea is Yulian, uh, this guy Yulian, the, the fucking Yulian. guy who owns this club or whatever, he's in the Russian mafia, and... Um, apparently there's this thing in the Russian mob- mafia called the, the Obshek, right? Goddamn Obshek. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's all of the, the Russian mafia. It's all their money. 
Yes. And it's all their money, which apparently they just have in like pallets. And they yeah. just ship it around to like different countries and different parts. They ship their money around. And like, it's just one guy's responsibility to hold it for a while. One motherfucking dude over your entire yeah. fortunes. Like, uh, yeah, of the entire mafia. Like, everybody's combined fortunes. You know, like they're trusting one guy to hold on to the shit. And apparently they just keep traveling around having these meetings where like they, they go to the place that's holding the object and they like question the guy that's holding it every time. And they're like, hey, how, how can we know that, you know, you're going to keep our money safe? And he just offs a guy in his club, you know, like. Does this happen every time they move the object? Well, well, the things are like, hey, everyone gets a new, like, another percentage of the shares, like, and when the guy dies and they all put their hands up, like, yay. Yeah. That's about how... I don't know if this is, like, based in some kind of, like, reality. Is Are there, like, stories of the Russian mafia actually, like, combining all their money and, like, shipping it around and holding it in clubs? so like, irresponsible. It sounds like the worst money scheme you could possibly do. like do. a really bad plan, right? And dude, there's so many bad things that could happen with this, especially as it's proven with uh, the auditor. He just sets everything on fire. Yeah. Like, it I mean, was exactly the same thing John Wick did, though. Yes, yes. John Wick did the same thing. Oh, John Wick did it. <laughs> John Wick did it. John Wick blew, blew up all their fucking money and shit, too. Yeah, but so did the Joker. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, right, exactly. So, you know, like... Who did it better? John Wick John always Wick. did it better. <laughs> Baba Yaga. If the, if the answer is John Wick or anybody else, he did it better. Absolutely. What'd you guys think of uh, Bob Odenkirk's fight scenes, Adam? Do you think he fucking sold the action? Yeah, I think looking... it. it, it I mean, he looked good. He didn't look like out of place. Like no. he, he, yeah. I was actually gonna say something about that. Like, okay, so when he's on the bus, like, dude, he hasn't fought in forever. The only real workouts he really does is like he runs. Like he runs like daily. Like every that's day, yeah. every day. That's his thing, and he kind of does some arm stuff. Like very. Very basic stuff, and in the first fight and he gets doesn't on... get the trash out in time, <laughs> dude. Motherfucker, how long have you lived there and what? you can't get the goddamn dude, trash out? You know what? Every time his wife, he forgot the trash. I was hoping that he just he would have just turned and looked at her and like, you would think I don't fucking know that? Well, it's like I don't <laughs> see her going out there and doing it, but whatever. But that like, face or or a Hardy, no shit, <laughs> no fucking yeah, shit. That would have been a great. Well, line thank too. you, fucking Captain Obvious. Like, dude, come on. All right. Um. Uh, so anyway, back to that. Like, uh, when he's on the bus and he's trying to fight at first, like he's really out of practice. And, you know, he's getting his ass handed to him. So it's like when he gets knocked down, like the first time, like he's like, "Oh, okay, I remember how to do this." And he starts. I mean, he takes on more damage than I think he probably has had. But since he's been out of the game for so long, like he his uh, like move, John Wick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. John Wick did it. But like, you know what I'm getting at? Where it's like, yeah. okay, we're going. Like, oh, I haven't done this forever. So basically, a Dadwick movie. Yeah. Dadwick. Dadwick. Dadwick movie. <laughs> we have been watching a lot of these movies lately, and, and specifically reviewing them for the podcast. I don't know. There's been a lot of like these like dad revenge movies, action movies that have been coming so out lately. So many. And, and they've been pretty good, but like, is this some kind of like trend? You know what I mean? Dude, like, we need I mean, a new. Should we, should we be getting a falling down too? Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say no, because, you know. Yeah. I'm on board. Very, very similar to that movie As too. As Trisha this. would say, sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. No, I've, I've been taking them all, fucking, but, uh, yeah, I mean, boss level was cool. Was he boss? 
surface level knew it was funny. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was This fine. does too. Yeah. It does, but there's a point where I'm like, even if it is, like, funny, it's like, I've seen this formula so many times. I would like to see some different... There's nothing different... new coming out of anywhere. Uh, it's all been done. I believe I, I, I feel like I feel like the reason, though, they use the Russian Mafia is because that's one of, like, the last, like ethnic groups that you can like kind of still like say are terrorists or are mafia you know like in your movies you yeah, know what that, i mean yeah you y- y- like can't go where you were going for the scapegoats in the past in movies all the time oh, you know God. what i mean yeah. you, you yeah. need a new red herring right so it's like it's it's similar to john wick because like they kind of like feel like they have to just use they put all the mobs in this movie they just like we're just not going to do russian we're going to do all of them and i believe the yeah. director is is russian too uh well the other I thing is, is john john wick like the character he is like eastern Bloc, so it's not right that's built into that storyline you know what i mean yeah. but there's, there's no reason for necessarily the villains in this movie to be russian it could be anything you know what I mean? I just feel like it's yeah. easy to go to Russians it's a, right now. It's more relevant. You can understand because it's the too hard to go to Russia. anywhere else right now. You know, like, and I, I mean, that does kind of suck. But like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know, we it was so far one way for a while. It's cool for it to kind of like rubber band back the other way, and like, well, we just need to come up with some new type of uh, mafiosos. I mean, like all through all through the '90s and like really the '80s, '80s, '90s, and like early 2000s, it was just if there was a terrorist, it was Arabs, Middle East. You know, it, it was just uh, so bad. <laughs> without a doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, some Palestinian guy or some. Yeah. yeah, someone who speaks differently. See the television than you. show Twenty Four yeah. for reference. Every season, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Uh, Events happen in real time. Yeah, I still love this. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> so any any other favorite parts or questions or confuddlements uh, about nobody no not really i mean will his marriage survive oh yeah i think i think they're all good now he torches the uh house right and uh to hide the evidence that he killed all those dudes yeah this dude does kill a lot and and then and then and then he bought he then, then he buys then he buys the company that he worked for which is that that Michael Irons, bars, Michael Ironside dude. Michael Ironside was his father-in-law correct yeah okay and and that other fucking jag hole that he worked with that's his brother-in-law the dude that was drinking the fucking protein shakes and like being I thought that a was fucking, his kid. That's Michael Ironside's kid. Oh, right, right, And right. Uh, Bob Odenkirk's brother-in-law. So his wife's brother is what I'm getting from that. Actually... Because he says, keep my sister safe and gives him the gun. Oh, God. Yeah, right? that, I forgot about that. Yeah. So th- I, I believe that's, yeah, of course, his, his brother-in-law. So, but, like, he buys that company. And I know earlier in the movie he says that he wants to buy it just to have something of his own. But he ends up buying it in the end just to do some, like, A-team type shit. And, like, make a fucking final showdown fucking warehouse where he has all these traps built in and shit just to fight the bad guy in the end. Like, that's why he ends up buying it to do that. Yeah, no, I totally get that, but I thought you were going to bring up the fact that I think he paid too much with it for all those gold... uh, Like, dude, he paid way too much. Like, he could have threw... Like, uh, he had, like, an entire, like, stash of, like, gold bars. And it's like... 
dude, you could have just threw two at like one or two and be done with it. And you could have kept the rest and like go buy an island. Just buy an island. There's more efficient ways you could have spent that yes. money to get rid of those villains. Yes, man. You know. I'm just saying. There's. I bet you're going that way. Adam, final thoughts on nobody. Adam, you there, bro? Oh, no. I think we lost Adam. I think we lost Adam. <gasps> yeah, we did. No! <laughs> we lost Adam somewhere oh, along no. the way. The Russian mafia got him. <laughs> the Russian mafia got him. I don't know where Adam went. I think we just got disconnected somehow. Um... We'll figure it out. Anyway, we, we got his most important thoughts. Yeah, we did. So we recommend watching Nobody and uh, stream it. And we also... Uh, recommend listening to lockjaw thank you for trisha adam you're back yay my mom decided it wanted to restart so i would say did you have to fight some uh russian ninjas coming into your house Mm, no oh rats we were just we were just finishing up our final thoughts and and signing off for the episode you got any final thoughts on nobody anything we didn't get to uh Man, that fucking, the, the, spoiler alert, the fucking end fight fucking sequence was like fucking Home Alone meets totally. John Wick. Yes! Totally. Yes, it was I, so fucking good. It was so good. good. It was good. I was shitting on this movie a little bit. It's totally fun. It's yeah, totally it's fun. fun. It's just like, you know, it's predictable, but if you have it in the background, you don't take it too seriously, it's completely fine. Oh, totally fine. fun. Yeah, you're, it's totally yeah, fine. Yeah. Just don't pay 20 bucks to see it right now. Just wait. Yeah, minor minor annoyances w- with just the John Wick, you know, fucking similarities, but actually totally fun movie. Mm-hmm. And Bob, Bob Odenkirk fucking sells it. Yeah, fucking he does. funny. He's, there, there's a lot of humor in the movie. Uh, some killer action. The, the, the bus scene is pretty cool. I wouldn't put it up there with like the staircase scene in um uh what's Punisher? that movie? No 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 um uh not I think right. you're thinking uh Daredevil. No 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 no. Oh I am I am. But that's a good the scene. The Charlize Theron movie um where she plays the spy. Oh um bombshell. No. Um, it's it's the one with uh, yeah. James McAvoy and uh, that one's really 80s. good. Yeah, there, there, there was a lot that came out at that point. Um, there's there's a um, stairway. Yeah, yes, Atomic Blonde. Blonde. That's it. That's exactly it. This, there's a stairway action scene in that movie that's fucking kick ass, and it's worth like the price of admission for that movie. I mean, also there's like the hallway scene in the raid, right? When you get that yeah. kick ass. Yeah. I I think they were trying to build like a fucking close contact fucking action scene, kind of like one of those. Um, the the elevator scene in captain america winter soldier you know what i mean uh so one of those kind of things yeah but yeah it's, it's definitely cool like use your environment to mm-hmm. you know survive and this just so happens to be a bus kick-ass close fucking contact indoor fucking it's brutal dude yeah so dig the movie definitely check it out stream it where you can stream it when you can stream it uh i'll get back to uh thanking uh trisha for bringing us lockjaw and their new album check that out and we also talked about star wars and we're going to talk about it again next week so thank you guys for listening to episode 52 of radio free galaxy